Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Mikuchi, and you are listening to Jazz's Travel. Everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here, welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz is Travel. This is a podcast series that explores jazz and creative music in all four corners of the globe, touching on cross-cultural projects, different music traditions, and much more through conversations with or about groundbreaking, innovative, and visionary artists. Brazilian guitarist Plinio Fernandes recently released his major label debut solo album, Saudade. For the most part, the album features him on solo acoustic guitar, paying tribute to the amazing musical heritage of his native country. It also marks his major label debut, having been released on the renowned Deca Gold label earlier this year. Fernandes joins us for a conversation in our latest episode of Jazz Ace Travel. So fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Hello Plinio, welcome to Jazz's Travel. Hello Matt, it's a real pleasure being here, thanks for the invite. Oh, it's a pleasure uh, to have you. Uh, I've been digging your your album a lot. It really puts me in a good place, so it's a real pleasure. What part of the world are you speaking to us from right now? I'm speaking from London, the UK. London? Right now. Yeah. All right. We're, we're not too far. I'm in the west of Ireland, so a couple of okay. hours away on a flight. So <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> not the best time to fly out anywhere at this moment in time, but uh, especially because of the rising costs of flying <laughs> but that that's is true a different story. hey you know <laughs> i i was uh, watching a video on youtube uh about you one of the things that the first thing you talk about is football so it's kind of an unusual <laughs> thing to kind of i mean let's just say that uh, a lot of the people uh, listening to this may be from america so that's we're referring to soccer <laughs> we <Yep>. say football <laughs> in this case but it's a kind of an unusual thing to start this conversation which which will be revolving around music but football also was an important thing in your life definitely i mean as those are the probably the two main things in my life uh, in terms of that, that defines me as as a, a true brazilian <laughs> which is yeah. what we are known for right of the culture in general and football that put, put us on the map and i grew up literally uh, between those two universes but actually i would spend much more time playing football than playing the guitar when i was young right. and, uh, yeah well, were you good yeah <laughs> what was your position uh striker 
Oh, you were a striker. I, yeah. I played football as well. I'm Italian, so of course, I mean, oh, you know, yes. soccer was the, you know, you can, everybody loves soccer in Italy. We haven't qualified for the World Cup so this year, so it's kind of disappointing. But yeah, yeah I had to kind of give up on that when we moved to Ireland and my knees were bad, so I had to find other ways to kind of express <laughs> myself. What, why did you decide then to make that transition? Because at some point, I take it, you made the decision to kind of go towards music. It wasn't a tough decision, to be honest, because I, music is not really a profession, right? It's a vocation. It's something that kind of calls you for it. And I knew that I could just play football on a decent level for the rest of my life. And, and I could, you know, pursue a professional life in music. But the other way around would be basically impossible. If I actually chose football, I wouldn't have put those hours to, yeah, I wouldn't have be able to be fulfilled on, in that sense. So uh, I come from a region from the coast of the state of São Paulo in Brazil, which is very near Santos. And uh, you probably heard that, that <laughs> the, yeah. the name of that football club before and many have, people yes. who came from there, including <laughs> Pelé, Neymar and all of this. I sort of overlap in terms of uh, age with Neymar. He's two years older than I am, but we have we are from very uh, uh, we have even common friends. Right? We're from the same region in Brazil, right. and he was really by far the the thing around. So I right. said, "Well, actually, <laughs> I can just keep on <laughs> playing football and for fun and for the love of it." And I think the passion for music just spoke much louder as well. To be honest. Mm -hmm. Well, if we talk about music as a vocation, then it's important to, to heed the cause. So when did you realize that this was a vocation? Was it early in your life? Yes, I think so. Probably the first year. So I started playing when I was seven to eight, right? When I was eight years old, for the first time that I played in public, which was already in a youth competition, whatever. Uh, I remember the feeling of just playing to to an audience and those people were there quiet they were there to listen to it and very attentively and then at the end they even applauded you know and then i was doing something that i really loved that i had all of that interaction and uh, and communication with with people and that was that really fascinated me from the beginning and i really felt that that was something that i wanted to to do and did you have did you come from a family uh, that was into music Yes, very much so. So my father's side of the family, his grandfather was a, a composer uh, and yeah, he played the trumpet and so on. And so this is something that came from that side of the family really strong. And my mom's side of the family, she really, I mean, we, I grew up with a lot of music around me, like a lot, a lot listening to it. In, uh, in the radio all, all the time and my father played the guitar as an amateur so I would see the guitar there and yeah that really got me excited to, to start learning and we would listen to loads of stuff together watch concerts and did you have any guitar heroes growing up yeah very much so I mean the teacher see my father playing was I mean he was my hero <laughs> right at that that moment but then uh, my my first teacher, who was uh, this guy called Eduardo Martinelli, he was amazing. I had him as a hero. But then quite early on, I remember going to this 
national competition, different categories, right? So I was eight competing, so to speak. I hate that that term in music, but anyway, <laughs> until like the category until 11 years old and so on. But then there was the, the professional ones and I saw a huge amount of amazing guitars playing like eight months after I started learning it. And I was already, oh my God, it's this video. Uh, but I had, yeah, I think my hero, my heroes were, so my father, Eduardo, was my teacher and Fabio Zanon since the beginning who happened to, to become my teacher later. And yeah, this is a mentor until this day. So those were the guys, the first guys who really. So you, you mentioned competition then. Though, do you feel that those kind of further encouraged you? Like you kind of were at these competitions, you won these competitions and you're like, wow, I'm, this, this could work out. I, I, this could be a career for me. Was that the thing that kind of encouraged you? Massively. I think so. Some sort of, validation early on that I went there, played, and then, yeah, people liked it. And I was amazed by the, the, that feeling of being on stage and performing and, you know, doing something that I loved and people were listening to it. I think that really just pushed me because the following year I came back to the competition. So it was something that I was at the end of the year. So I was always preparing myself. I had a goal right to to get a certain number of pieces ready for that to to the best level possible to go there and and be in that competition and at that stage for me that was really important right right and uh, this this new album that you have it's out already and it's beautiful it's called uh, saudaji uh you know what's interesting is that of course the bulk of it is you and your guitar i mean it's essentially a solo acoustic guitar album so was this i mean it's amazing what you can do with a guitar but when you think back to your formative years was this also mostly how you you played the guitar live i mean did you often find yourself in uh, in, in a situation where it was just you and the guitar yes i mean i'm really familiar with that feeling because i think 90 percent of my experience as a musician is as a sol as a soloist being on stage playing the guitar as a soloist which is of course i when i moved to london i was playing you know i have chamber playing in chamber groups and have different chamber partners uh but most of the time i played solo so i always had that in mind that i wanted to be a soloist to play recitals and concertos and and so on uh, I love playing, sharing music with people. Uh, so I want to do much more of it. Like the majority of my experiences are as soloists, really, since, since always. Do you feel like you have then a disposition and just a natural disposition for playing on your own? I know that you want to do other things and you like doing other things, playing with musicians, but do you think that maybe pursuing, you know, solo work also reflects some part of your own personality? Certainly, yeah. The majority of the time, I'm practicing alone, and I uh, I think the guitar is that space uh, when I'm when I'm playing or when I'm with guitars that reach or that space that I achieve of a certain solitude and connection with with my inner self. And so yeah, I'm going in rounds trying to to, to answer to everything. But yeah, I think there's a predisposition about to play as a soloist and something that really fulfills me in a, yeah, in a particular way. 
the sound of Plinio Fernandes interpreting the immortal music of Hector Villalobos on Saudade, his major label debut album, available now. The record finds him weaving together all his musical loves and telling his complex and captivating international story in sound. Stay tuned for the second part of our conversation with the artist coming up right now. So this album, Saudade, because this is a word that it's probably the most Brazilian words of all, right? (laughs) It's really a word that even gets thrown around a lot. So I just wanted to begin by just simply asking you, would you be able to once and for all tell us the score? I mean, give us a definition of of what it means. So Saudade is that word that's sort of untranslatable. That means a nostalgia, a longing for something. Right, and in that sense, to me, <laughs> uh, because I live in London for almost eighty years now, and I haven't been back to Brazil so many times for many different reasons and pandemic and this. So I was just in London and away from my family, away from my land and the culture for for you know for all that time. My way to connect with that identity of being Brazilian was through music. Was through through music and through the culture and through things that I, through literature, but most vividly through music. And as when I, yeah, I was thinking about the repertoire for the album, which was a debut album, which is quite important to make a statement about uh, who you are as an artist. I just made a compilation of my favorite music and the music that describes <laughs> that feeling of saudade, of longing towards, you know, that identity of, of, of being Brazilian even though I'm quite, quite far away from home. Why did you move to London? Um, to study. Uh, so I came to do my undergraduate studies at the Royal Academy of Music, which lasted for four years. And then then my master's, two more years, and it has been two years since I graduated. So it was quite an obvious choice for me to come to London because I... So my teacher, Fabio Zanon, studied here and he is a visiting professor. So as soon as I wanted to study abroad and to, to explore that side, he really advised me to, to try to, to come here. So I did the audition, got a scholarship from the Brazilian government, which unfortunately those scholarships are not there anymore, especially because of the really chaotic political moment in the country. Um, so I was very lucky to, to have that. And yeah, just fantastic experience. As soon as I came here to this place that represented so much to me, like a good amount of my idols studied here and teach here, you know, so it was quite, quite a privileged position to be in. So yeah, it's been fantastic since. This album is very much also a celebration of the Brazilian music tradition, which is just huge, you know, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, we talked earlier in the, in the podcast, it's, it's, you know, along with football, 
this is what Brazil tends to be celebrated for, right? The more than anything, almost, and then carnival, of course, but uh, <laughs> and lots of other things. But the music is just so remarkable. I think that, I mean, especially in the jazz world, let's say it's maybe one of the most revered music traditions of any countries I can think of outside of the United States. Uh, have you always been aware of the status of the legacy that Brazil? And, and the impact that Brazilian music has left in the world. Yes. Yes and no. So yes, in a way, because I would see, as soon as I was a teenager or something, started doing some research, I would see all these amazing uh, musicians, you know, big stars, like, you know, Frank Sinatra and any of the, the big legends. Everyone was crazy about Brazilian music. Every time in, in interviews, people would talk about Brazilian culture in general, and specifically the music, there was always this uh, this respect for it and this love for it, especially it was okay. Of course, I had a, a huge passion because I grew up around that, and so I always loved this. But uh, that was much clearer when I came here to London and just saw everyone <laughs> knew, you know, who João Gilberto was and who Gilberto Gil and Caetano Veloso, all the great artists that was quite it's quite comforting to be really honest because of course you know it was a it was a validation for that um admiration that i had for them and that just made me understand that really how the impact that this has had in the world and so many people who i admire outside the, the brazil uh, really huge fans of, of the music and speaking of, uh, you, you know, this dimension, this side to your album that is a celebration of this Brazilian music tradition, uh, there's especially a big chunk of it that is dedicated to Villa Lobos. Do you feel a personal connection to his works? Definitely. So those preludes that I decided to record really speak to me in a very deep and meaningful way because I grew up listening and playing them, listening to and playing them. Yeah, I remember playing Prelude Number Four, for example, for the first time when I was nine years old. Uh, and this has been a bit of a mantra in my <laughs> in my musical trajectory until now. This, uh, to, until now, is the piece that I always warm up every morning when I take pick up the guitars. The first couple of notes that I play are, are those notes from from the fourth Prelude. So it's music that stayed with me throughout this whole time and I performed it live many times so I have a really deep connection to, to it. It somehow translates what it means to, to be Brazilian to me because each of the preludes uh, describes something different from that cultural identity in Brazil. Uh, let's talk about that a bit more. Uh, what do they describe? Okay, so each of them, they're very th thematic, right? So the first one talks about um, the sertanejos, sorry for, I'm trying to think of a translation of that, of people who work on the countryside, pretty much. The second one uh, is a homage to to the Rasco of Rio de Janeiro. Mm -hmm. uh, the third one is a homage to Bach, who happens to be also my, my favorite composer. And the, the fourth one is a homage to the native Indians. Um, and the fifth one is a homage to the social life in the 1920s in Rio de Janeiro. So, yeah, and it is, you know, their sound world are really 
uh, evocative and really descriptive right. about each of those facets of, of, of the Brazilian culture that exist. Just thinking about the other composers you pay tribute to inherently in this record, uh, Saudade, uh, I'm, I'm thinking also of, uh, you know, Antonio Carlos Jobem and uh, many others, Ari Barroso. Do you also, when you when you interpret their music, do you uh, go out of your way to kind of find out more about their lives? Is that an important part of you as a as an interpreter of this music? It is, but to be quite honest, I'm much more interested in their work rather than their their lives. I think, of course, knowing the basic uh, historical factors, uh, facts about their lives, quite. Yeah, are great, are important in many different ways. But I think, the, especially in that kind of music, knowing their other words uh, really teaches you how to somehow to learn that language, that musical language, and then helps you to translate that into music. So yeah, so of course I, I do my basic research about each of them, and I know it for, for being Brazilian and stuff that, that that's with me. But I try just to dive in into their work, really listen to as much as much as possible from different songs, different pieces, and and so on to get that sound word in my head and that language, the way to express. Um, yeah. That means much more to me. So speaking of the album then, how did that come to be? Uh, can you tell me about the, the origins of this project? Um, so in 2020, I happened to record, just before the pandemic, uh, I happened to record with my dear friend Sheiku a track for his album, um, which was an arrangement of Scarborough Fair. And that somehow became really popular on the streaming platforms, on Spotify, and so on and so forth. And I think this somehow kept DECA, the recording was for DECA in the UK. I think that recording and the success of it certainly put my name on their radar. And then during the pandemic, I just started posting much, much more on my socials, a video every three days or so um, on Instagram. And this attracted some attention. And yeah, they sort of knew... <laughs> of me a bit better. And then a few months later, Verve or Deca in the US, they got in touch and I was really <laughs> beyond honored to to be invited to, to, to join the roster and to, to, to get a, a deal. And there was really a dream coming true. And not just Deca, Deca Gold, right? So Deca Gold, <laughs> precisely. It <sounds> even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they released some, some excellent music, you know. And, um, yeah, so and you got a couple of great guests on this too because we talked about this being the the bulk of this record being a solo guitar album, but uh, you, you got a few guests in there as well, right? Yeah, such a another for me. I so I had my two dear dearest friends, uh, Brian and Shaku Kanemazen, who happen to be my best friends. I live with them for about four years now, and they are phenomenal musicians. So it was really. Uh, an obvious choice, <laughs> especially because Shake also invited me to record on his album, and we we have a duo together. So we, yeah, it was quite obvious to to invite him to record. And same with Brahma. it was really, and it became, of course, 
the idea was great, but as soon as I heard the recordings, at the end I was oh my god, such a luxury to have such amazing musicians on the album. And Maria Rita, who happens to be one of my favorite singers, uh, huge, huge fan of uh, firstly of her mother, who's Elise Regina, and yeah, one of the Brazilian greatest singers, and she happens to be now one of the greatest Brazilian singers. Uh, her mom passed away many years ago, and so she has that protagonism, and her voice is really similar to her mom's, uh, and I really love her music. So, uh, yeah, having her on the on the record was super special as well. The legacy of uh, Brazilian music lives on then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I hope. All right. Yes, absolutely. Well, Plinio, it's it's been uh, amazing chatting with you. Thanks very much for joining us. No, thank you for the invite. It's lovely to be here talking about about music that I love and such a project that I'm really proud of about. So thank you for for the space. Ainda cedo, amor, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Plinio Fernandes and as the music from his new album Saudade plays us out I encourage you to keep an eye out for more future Jazz podcasting content. In addition, why not check out jazzes.com, our regularly updated website with lots of great content on jazz and the creative music scene at large. Till the next time, this is Matt McCucci signing off. See you soon. Sonhos tão mesquinhos Vai reduzir as ilusões a pó